Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go behind the doctor's office uh, to get an inside look at the programs that Eskenazi Health has to offer for our patients in the community we serve. My name is Brian Van Bocklin with the Eskenazi Health Public Affairs Team, Public Affairs and Media Relations Team. Uh, also joining us today, a very special one, because we are going to talk Indianapolis EMS, IEMS. Uh, we have Chief of Operations, uh, Mike Hayward, uh, here with us today. Thanks for joining. We're going to jump into everything with Thank EMT training, all that, but please, uh, background, uh, your history with IEMS, how, how you got to here. Well, uh, I started as an emergency medical technician 26 years ago, uh, before IEMS, that was in the Wishard Ambulance Service days. Uh, before that, I was a volunteer firefighter on the south side of Marion County in Franklin Township. I worked my way up uh, through the ranks of Wishard and IEMS um, to paramedic, then to uh, supervisor, which translated to uh, district lieutenant in today's uh, vernacular, then an operations commander, and then somehow I found myself in a chief chair. We're here to talk about the EMT trainee program, and we'll get into all the details of that. But before we, we get down to it, I want to talk about, quite frankly, what I believe are the unsung heroes of Marion County and possibly just public safety, and that's EMS workers. They, they, they really are. So as, as the expert on this, can you just tell us about what it means to be an EMS worker, an EMS provider? Well, uh, here in Marion County, the I think you hit the nail on the head there. They they are the unsung um, heroes of the public safety world. Uh, they get very little recognition, but they are the ones that uh, get called when nobody else knows what to do. Um, whether that's police or fire, if their problem has to do with a human being and they don't know what else to do in any given situation, we're the ones they call, and we are the problem solvers. These are folks that – no matter what the situation, no matter what the weather, uh, the climate, um, in times of good health or pandemic, they're the ones that show up every day, uh, no matter what, when other people uh, are uh, trying to find ways to exclude themselves from society, our people are putting themselves out there and doing everything they can, every shift, to help as many people as possible. And I think we really saw that during the uh, the pandemic. I mean, it's it came into got the spotlight shown on it during the pandemic for you know when people were worried about protection and we had you know everyone people come positive cases IEMS like held stronger than i think even we thought it was going to hold through that whole time and it was this commitment of the providers to just keep showing up not knowing what they were going to get but they just kept going in the door basically yeah there were uh you know, in March of 2020, and uh, really January, February, and into March, uh, and for several months afterwards, we were dealing with so many unknowns. Um, we didn't know um, how our workforce, how society in general necessarily would respond uh, to this new challenge called COVID. Um, and honestly, I couldn't be any more proud of all of our people who, like I said, just kept showing up every day, kept doing the work under extremely difficult circumstances. Uh, unless you've worn a respirator for 12 hours a day um, while doing strenuous activity, um, it's hard to appreciate uh, how much that really grinds on you. And all of our people just kept doing it, kept showing up, and uh, were real pros. Um, and even behind the scenes, 
uh, our logistics division, um, was able to supply PPE to the majority of uh, uh, departments serving central Indiana, not just Marion County, but the surrounding counties as well. Uh, supply them with gloves, gowns, uh, respiratory protection, uh, everything they needed to stay um, in service and providing care for their communities as well. And and to put a little context for that with 12 hours in a respirator, think of – you. Uh, athletes who train at altitude or train on a treadmill with a mask on, it was that all day, you know, it was that level of exertion. Right. It was an athlete that trains in Florida, but then it has to go play a game in Denver, you know. <laughs> As we come through this, and in, in th- there's traditionally – and I, I've noticed, and as we've seen, just everything evolve. It's not just EMS, and it's not necessarily just health. It, everything as uh, talent attraction evolves through everything. Kind of like the old way of thinking was public safety was just kind of this familiar or family thing. Like your grandfather was a firefighter, so now my dad's a fire and a police officer. And so it was just like, this is what I'm going to do. And it doesn't work like that quite so much anymore. We don't necessarily see as much of that. So there's this need to open up new pathways to get new people in. Um, so we'll get in the EMT trainee thing, but so I guess, can you break down the pathway, the training pathway and the steps as you go through? So it, can you define what an EMT is, what a paramedic is, what the difference is, how they work together, what what that dynamic is for the two types of jobs, street provider jobs that we have? Sure. Well, the state of Indiana actually recognizes um, several different levels of training um, in EMS. There's uh, the the most basic level of emergency medical responder. Uh, then there's the emergency medical technician. There's an emergency medical technician advanced, and there's an emergency medical technician paramedic. Uh, the two levels of those uh, uh, education are that we utilize at IEMS are. EMT and EMT paramedic. An EMT is trained um, in, I don't want to say basic uh, level because it is, uh, they get a lot more education than what most people outside of EMS would consider basic. There's nothing basic about uh, this work. <laughs> but, but they are the ones that take care of the bare bones uh, life uh, threats, the, um, you know, the, Cervical spine splinting, uh, long bone splinting, um, airway control, airway management, uh, bleeding control, um, defibrillation, that kind of stuff. Uh, the paramedic level takes you uh, a few steps beyond that. And we start adding in uh, a broader range of pharmaceutical tools uh, for treating uh, various um, medical issues, um, it, some advanced tools for resuscitating cardiac arrest victims, for treating chest pains, and you know shortness of breath, that kind of stuff. Um, so, without getting into too um, too much detail, um, that's the big difference. It's uh, just a higher level of care. Uh, providing a little bit uh, 
a few more tools in the toolbox for a paramedic than what an EMT has. The uh, the best way I heard it ever described was uh, EMT can keep you alive, a paramedic can save your life. And there's nuance into that, of course, but that that was the easiest explanation that I kind of grasped to when I when I heard it. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, you know the the core uh, tenant of treating any patient that we see is BLS comes first. There's no point to having a, a, a ALS skill set if you don't do the BLS skill set first. Uh, it is the fundamentals, and it's irreplaceable. And as you talk about it, you know ALS, which is advanced life support, BLS, basic life support. You can't do the ALS unless you have the BLS. The pathway is you, someone, can't, someone can say, hey, I want to go become a paramedic. But they need to become an EMT first. You can't you can't get the paramedic unless you have your EMT, which is what brings us to the EMT trainee program. Um, so, can you give us an overview of what the program is? Then we'll get into kind of more of the nuts and bolts of it. But it's a it, we're we've done it a few times already. Um, it's just I think it's a really unique opportunity. It's a great doorway for anyone who's kind of just wanted to get into healthcare. This is an amazing opportunity. Yeah, so like you hit on for uh, uh, just lightly there a minute ago, uh, once upon a time uh, when Indianapolis was a smaller place, or more uh, precisely Marion County was a smaller place, a lot of EMTs and paramedics um, would come through uh, volunteer fire departments. Uh, People would get their start in a volunteer fire department learn that such a thing as an EMT exists and go to school to achieve that. That doesn't exist as much uh, anymore. Volunteer fire departments are uh, shrinking. Uh, There are fewer of them throughout the state. There are none left in Marion County, Uh, which means our uh, pool of people that we used to be able to count on to uh, provide new applicants, new uh, employees, has dried up to some extent. Not completely, but it's diminished. So we have to look outside the box a little bit to expand this talent pool. Uh, and it occurred to us that we have a city full of people. Um, they're very talented. that could do a great job. Uh, but they've just never been put in the position where this career field has occurred to them. Uh, you know, when you think of career fields in the medical industry, very few people think about EMT, you know, you think nurse or respiratory therapist or physician, you know, uh, very few people think about EMT or paramedic. So we wanted to change that and actually start actively recruiting and training uh, people uh, who may not have otherwise gone down this road. So what we do now is we uh, will recruit and hire people with no certifications, uh, no background, no required background in the field of medicine in any way. And we hire them, we pay them full time, and they go to school for us for about 10 weeks. Uh, So they're being paid as a full-time employee just to go to school. And we give them, uh, when they get done with that, uh, they have their emergency medical technician certification with uh, the state and they're nationally registered. Uh, And 
during that class, um, they also get mixed in there to some extent, um, our academy that our new hire academy. So when they're done, they are ready to go hit the street in what's called FTO field training officer, um, portion of their training. Uh, that usually takes about another month, um, where they ride third on an ambulance and get their feet underneath them, put the, the practice to the theory. By the time they're done with that, they are fully confident, um, ready to uh, have a long, happy 30-year career uh, as a EMT and then as a paramedic when they choose to uh, move on to paramedic school. And I, I think it's it's key that we stress this stuff. This is a paid training opportunity from day one you come in as a full-time benefited employee of Indianapolis EMS. Um, and then in one of our previous episodes of uh, of this podcast, we talked with uh, the HR team at Eskenazi. So I think it's important to say that, you know, Eskenazi is the sponsoring hospital of Indianapolis EMS. So all employees are eligible for all those same benefits as Eskenazi Health employees. They're essentially Eskenazi Health employees, Health Health and Hospital Corporation employees. So that comes with tuition reimbursement. That comes with, uh, after six months, we will take all EMTs that are in good standing and they get a free paramedic uh, education. Obviously, ultimately, we like to turn all the EMTs into paramedics. So it's just like, it's this opportunity to go all the way from nothing to paramedic and potentially even beyond for no out-of-pocket expenses, and I mean that's important to stress. Yeah, uh, that's that's a, that's a great point. Uh, one thing I omitted when given my background a little bit is uh, I have an MBA now, um, and I have not spent um, anything out of my own pocket other than on textbooks um, through my undergraduate degree in accounting to my MBA, uh, my paramedic education, nothing. Uh, Health and Hospital Corporation, Eskenazi Hospital, back then Wishard Hospital, uh, they paid for it all, every cent of it. Um, like I said, all I paid for was m- my textbooks throughout, and that's part of the tuition reimbursement program that they offer. Um, coming in through this program is an amazing opportunity. Um, and, and for those people who – I like to say that you know our, our target audience here – are those people in our community who um, found themselves in, you know, maybe not the best circumstances uh, through no fault of their own. You know, life mandated that they go down uh, a particular road because they had to take care of, you know, children or a sibling and haven't been able to, uh, you know, necessarily – chase after the dreams that they once thought they wanted or are capable of achieving. And this is your pathway to getting that um, because we will give you your education while paying you full time. You don't have to worry about being able to pay your bills while you go to school. You can do both at the same time through this program. And I'm really excited about that. And I hope that uh, this is a mechanism for, um, helping a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And it's a, it's a, tr- it, at least during the training part, it's a traditional schedule. It's not like a nighttime thing. It's a Monday through Friday, nine to five. So I think the way it breaks down is what the first, uh, five weeks are. It's an accelerated EMT class. 
Uh, then week six is testing. Um, and then when oh, Mike referenced the academy, so you, you get through the class, you're a certified EMT. And now the academy is where then they teach you how to be a provider for Indianapolis EMS. So that's, you know, it, it's learning how the software works, how to use the radios, just how, you know, how to, you know, they take care of your licensing for driving an ambulance, all of that stuff in that period of time. And, and how to interact safely, um, in Indianapolis with our other public safety partners. Um, Marin County does offer some unique challenges. Um, there, uh, there are ways to get hurt in this job for sure. If you haven't been told ahead of time, how to avoid those things. Uh, that's the scary part. The good news is that we provide you all of those tools in the Academy portion of your training uh, to stay safe, work effectively, um, and more importantly, work work effectively as a member of a large team that consists not only of your fellow EMTs and paramedics, but with firefighters from the Indianapolis Fire Department, with police officers, sheriff's deputies. Um, you're part of a very large public safety team, and we teach you how to interact appropriately. Walk us through life on an ambulance what is what what is a job with IEMS whether it be a whether it be an EMT or a paramedic so anyone listening to this who maybe already is certified and you know isn't necessarily right for the EMT trainee program but is right for employment with Indianapolis EMS what is what is life like here what are they going to see what are we getting well setting aside the basics of you know you're going to come in you're going to check out your truck yeah um if you're already in EMT, you, you already know how that stuff works. Um, it's important to come in with your eyes open, knowing that this is an extremely busy service. Um, Indianapolis EMS will do about 130,000 calls uh, for 911 uh, this year. That's an estimate. Um, of that, we will transport... Uh, probably a little over 90,000 patients to the hospital in one year. So there's not a lot of downtime. Uh, if you're the kind of person that likes to stay busy, uh, that is actually deterred by the thought of having to uh, sit around twiddling your thumbs, then you will love it at Indianapolis EMS. Uh, you will stay very active. Uh, you'll gain more experience at Indianapolis EMS in uh, all aspects of pre-hospital care than you will anywhere else in a very short amount of time. Uh, our run uh, types are, no matter where in the county you work, uh, are extremely varied. In one shift, you could go from uh, – a sick child um, to a uh, a gang shootout, frankly, uh, on the very next call, uh, and literally everything in between. Uh, in your first year of employment here, um, things will almost become commonplace to you that before working here, you never would have imagined that you'd be <laughs> completely comfortable with seeing. Um, some of it honestly, can be horrible to see. Uh, but what ke keeps me uh, in this field 
uh, are the things that really reaffirm your faith in humanity. Uh, as long as you keep your eyes open, you'll have the opportunity to see how good uh, one person can be to another and how uh, humane people can be to one another. Uh, granted, you have to look past some of the times when you see how inhumane people can be to one another. Um, but once you once you learn to see uh, the good in the world and all the opportunity, this becomes the greatest job in the world, and you'll never regret it. We're talking with um, uh, Chief Mike Hayward, the Chief of Operations for Indianapolis EMS here on our podcast today. Um, so what type of person would thrive in this environment? I think mental toughness kind of uh, falls a little bit short of really describing the most important quality. No, the most important quality, frankly, is compassion, compassion for other people, um, no matter who they are, what they look like, what their belief system is. You have to firmly believe in your soul that all people are equal and are deserving of your best effort. Once you start from that point, now we get into the nitty gritty of you have to be somebody that likes to stay busy. Um, you have to uh, have a uh, an elevated level of emotional maturity. Uh, we do see people on the worst days of their lives, um, and sometimes that means uh, they can be less than pleasant. Uh, our people have to be able to rise above that uh, and see it for what it is. It's a reaction to a situation that we had nothing to do with. Um, and we'll move on and do our best to help them through that situation. Uh, it needs to be someone who, uh, yeah, has a strong stomach. You can, <laughs> uh, I, I hate to, uh, you know, put it in, in, in such uh, plain terms like that. But yeah, yeah, there are some disgusting things you're going to have to see and do and take care of. That's part of the job. Um, but it's, it's not the most important part of the job. Uh, the most important part of the job is that doing those things makes somebody else's life better. And uh, that makes it all worthwhile. Uh, but I'll circle back to if there's one key most important thing trait of a person and uh, that goes into this line of work it's compassion it's compassion for literally everybody and we're here talking about the EMT trainee program of course to summarize it's a full time paid job where Indianapolis EMS is going to pay you to go through EMT training school and then become certified and then transition to the ranks of street provider with Indianapolis EMS. There are also incentives uh, moving up for a free uh, paramedic program after six months. It really is that uh, first step in the door of a very rewarding career. I Coming towards the end of our time, I, I could talk about this stuff with you all day. Um, but uh, so for someone who might be listening to this who is already certified or you know is looking to come to IEMS to work, you know what sort of uh, opportunities are existing? I know a lot of has been put in with additional advanced care paramedics, and then there's leadership roles. What sort of growth and pathways uh, maybe are here, but then also on the horizon that we're exploring? Well, I can tell you, uh, number one, 
in the world of EMS, you will find no other place you could work that offers more opportunity for growth and advancement. Um, certainly no fire-based EMS system will offer civilian EMTs and paramedics anywhere near as many opportunities for growth and advancement as IEMS. Uh, not just through the traditional management ranks, which those opportunities exist. Um, we have four shifts, um, and each shift has district lieutenants and an ops commander. Um, so that's, uh, I think, 18 different management positions before you even get out of operations. All those opportunities exist. But there are also uh, the advanced practice paramedics. Um, that program started just a couple of months ago, and it's going well. Uh, I fully expect to see more opportunities like that uh, popping up in the near future. Uh, there are opportunities even outside of operations uh, for EMTs and paramedics who may want to go into education. Uh, we've got our own education and training division uh, that – uh, provides the continuing education for not just Indianapolis EMS, but for the Indianapolis Fire Department. And they assist with the Wayne Township Fire Department uh, uh, to a more limited extent in helping them with their education for their firefighters. Uh, we have a log logistics division uh, that uh, provides supplies for ourselves, the Indianapolis Fire Department, and several of the uh, departments in surrounding counties. We have a uh, fleet division of mechanics. Um, we have a CQI division. Uh, this is all just a long way to say uh, there are endless opportunities uh, for variety in the EMS field at IEMS, um, opportunities for advancement, uh, oppor opportunities for lateral moves, uh, whatever you need uh to provide you with the variety uh, in your life, we have it here at IEMS. It's fantastic. It's it's a great program, and as we come to the the end of our of our time here, I want to thank you for coming in and being so patient and giving so much of your time here on this one this morning. Um, but yeah, if, if you go to the Indianapolis EMS website, it's indianapolisems.org. In the career section, you can get information about the EMT trainee program. You can also see all of our other openings are posted there to apply for those. Um, and then, of course, yeah, like like we said, this is a paid training opportunity to pay people to become EMTs with Indianapolis EMS. Is there anything that we've left out here before we wrap things up? Um, I don't think so, other than one last opportunity to encourage anybody that's even remotely interested in any of this. Go visit our website uh, and uh, learn all you can. Uh, if you have any questions beyond that, uh, I believe it's the contact us link. There's the contact us yep. email. Contact us link or uh, human resources, all one word, human resources at indianapolisems.org. Um, please bombard Shannon's email box with questions like this. She loves answering questions about employment. <laughs> uh, Mike Hayward, I really appreciate it. And just one last thing before we get out of here. I mean, if you, if you want to come to a place where it's put your money where your mouth is, Chief Hayward does not sit in his office all day. He is yesterday. He was on an ambulance riding around taking care of patients. Chief O'Donnell, who's a physician, jumps on ambulances and take it's really a money where your mouth is organization and chief Hayward. I mean, 
you're one of those people that your leadership style is second to none. It really, the way you advocate for all the providers, it's just, it's a, it's an honor to be a part of this team. So thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for having me today. Uh, Thanks a lot to uh, Joe and Rachel. Uh, I know we went a little long on this episode, but I thought it was fantastic content. You can see all of our past episodes. uh, Find the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast page uh, on uh, SoundCloud. You can also link to it to all the social media channels. Of course, you can find Indianapolis EMS on all the normal uh, social media channels, and we will check everyone back on our next episode. Thanks a lot.